Good morning. <clears throat> How's everyone doing today? All right, there we go. <laughs> All right, so uh, just like Howard uh, said, uh, I last week I came up to him and uh, I know I just basically asked him if I could share some couple of things, just what God has been just really been doing in my life as a whole during the time I've been here. And it's been a really long time. It's been, I think this is the eighth year I've been in Augusta. Probably it's a lot longer than, how much longer than I stayed in Miami. So this would technically be my hometown now. Great. <laughs> so yeah, um, uh, but the thing is like, I've been, con I've been really contemplating and I've been really hesitant on whether I should speak or not. And <clears throat> that's because it's, uh, I feel like for the last two years, uh, just my life has been like, it's been a, quite a battle. And, but the funny thing is like, I think most of the battle was just done between myself. And, and I felt like I was my own worst enemy in terms of uh, my life, my faith. Cause just to help you guys understand it a little bit better, like, you know how in the cartoons you have your conscience, like, you have your devil right here, and then you have your angel right here on your shoulders, and they're like whispering, telling you what to do, and like all these situations. But the last two years, I feel like um, the devil conscience right here, I feel like he's been, he's been uh, basically influencing me a lot in terms of my faith, and He's been basically uh, just feeding me a lot of lies and feeding me a lot of things that just brought me down. Like, even just from this past week, uh, you know, when I was trying to think of what I wanted to say uh, today, uh, Satan just basically just kept, like, just telling me, like, you don't deserve to be here. Um, you don't, you're, you're worthless. Um, your life is in shamble right now. Like, why, why would you, like, what makes you think people will listen to you, um, and just stuff like that, and yeah, and just because of that, I've just been really uh, just confused, really scared. Like I haven't. It's been a while since I've been up here and just like preach in general, or even just serve AKMC. So even with on top of that, I'm more scared, and but the thing is like, I kept telling myself. And I feel like God continued reminding me that each and every single one of us has a story to tell. And the cool thing is, like, there's so many people on this earth, and everybody has their own story. And everybody basically, and God has basically, for each and every single one of you, He has laid it in your hearts to where basically He wants to change your life. And I feel like as as Christians, as the body of Christ, that we should be able to tell our stories to other people, like no matter what, um, like how bad it may be, uh, or how good it may be. Uh, sorry, <coughs> still nervous a little bit. But I know that God for sure wanted me to be up here and just tell uh, just the things that I went through here in my stay during, during my stay here in Georgia. And, you know, yeah. 
So basically, I'll begin with that. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so, oh, okay. So basically, uh, like I said, I've been here for eight years. Uh, I've always been with the church. Just to give you guys a little, just a little tiny background about myself. I've been here for eight years. Uh, I served AKMC pretty much majority of that eight years. Uh, and uh, through the time here, uh, this guy has just—he just shown me out so much, and I would have never expected it, like out of all places, to be here in Augusta. I mean, just because me moving from Miami to Augusta, complete different place, just going from like a city town to like a really country town. So, even coming here at first, I didn't expect much, but uh, you know, looking back on it, I'm just like, wow, dang, this guy has done so much. He's a uh, um, He's changed me so much from where I used to be, uh, from all the, uh, even from the moments where suicide was on my mind, even from the moment where murder was on my mind, even from the moment where, uh, just where I felt like my family was in, uh, was all in shambles, you know? But just God just basically, like, just through him and through the people that he brought me through AKMC, like, I'm here today, and I'm just glad to be able to share with you guys, so, um, so basically, I kind of like uh, have three things, three or four things that I kind of want to just share with you guys, uh, just from what I've learned so far, specifically in the past uh, four years, and that would be my whole college years. And <clears throat> so, uh, first thing, uh, the first thing that I want to talk about is uh, being intentional with uh, with church friends or with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Now. The question a lot of people might be asking is like, what does it mean to be intentional? And for me, it's just like being genuine with, with like the purpose of like wanting to grow spiritually and personally within the people of the church. So, and then I see like when I go to retreats, when I've gone to retreats, like uh, specifically when I was in youth group, when I was like in my high school years, uh, I see a lot of this at retreats where during the last day, uh, we're all in a wreck. Like, we're all crying. We're all just, like, praying for each other. I mean, like, it's awesome. It's beautiful. Just the fact that we all just come together, and it just shows, like, what a true body of Christ is. And it's like that we're willing just to be able to pray for each other, just to talk about uh, each other's lives and the things that bother us, the things that um, bless us. But the thing is, like, like when the retreat's over, like we, we don't really see that, and you know, like I, I, we all question ourselves. It's like, like, do we are we doing it for the moment? Like, are we doing it out of like straight out of emotions? And honestly, it's, that's probably what it is. But like, but in terms of like when I did it, or like when I uh, opened up a lot and when I prayed for a lot of my brothers at retreats, and then after coming out of it. I started a question, uh, just my friendship in general. Like, for me to go to a retreat and say to a brother, and say, I'm gonna pray for you, I'm gonna be with you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, be, your, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be your support, and then when I get out of the retreat and it's not like that, then I'm just like, you know, what kind of a friend am I? So, it really made me question my friendship. And uh, for me, like, friendship, is something that I truly, truly cherish. And it's not really hard, I don't think it's hard for me to be friends with anyone, but 
when I want to be friends with someone, uh, especially when it, like on a deeper level, I always like opening up to people, you know. And thank God, that's just how it, God made me. You know, some people are shy, you know. Not all people are like that, but uh, but <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but after like uh, I believe like at the start of my freshman year in college. I really started to act upon that. Like, like it's really easy for us to think about something within our lives that we have a problem with and just put, push it to the side until it, the right moment comes up. But something clicked in freshman year, and I was like, yo, I'm, I want to be intentional with my brothers. I want, I want things to be so much more outside of Sundays, so much more outside of Fridays. Like, does that make sense, right? Like, I, was just, I just wanted to be so much more better than that, you know, in terms of friendship. And so, like, uh, so the example that I have now is just like, uh, I guess you can call it my guys group. The people that I really hanged out with a lot in the past eight years. And uh, some of the people, uh, the people that I hanged out were Minook, uh, Ben, Wu, uh, Fish, Johnny, uh, Julian and uh, Sammy, uh, and, uh, a friend of mine, Mar his name is Marcus. Uh, we went to the same high school as we did. He came to our church a couple times. But uh, now, like, these are the people that I would like to, that are my really, really brothers in Christ. And that's just because, um, you know, through church, we met a lot, uh, we hanged out around a lot, uh, played basketball, played video games, whatever, stuff like that. But uh, I think in terms of like just uh, wanting to take it further, I think we all like wanted more out of our friendship. And, you know, some of us were shy to like even want to say it because like, you know, as men, we're supposed to be all tough and stuff like that. Like we don't share our feelings with other guys because we're wusses, et cetera, stuff like that. But I don't know, but something like, like with our guy group, like it's just click. And the thing is like, uh, so like, like a, let's just say like we would all hang out one, like at a time. Like, all right, so one time, uh, there are many times where we've all hanged out together and we would be up like three in the morning, like all together, like just still like just talking and hanging out. And it's just really weird. I, I wouldn't suggest it because you start talking about some stupid stuff. Like you, you get really tired and stuff, so. Uh, but. Uh, <clears throat> You know, just like through that, like we would start out with like a casual conversation, just talking about you know school, talking about work and stuff like that. But uh, I think what's really cool and it's really mysterious that like it, our conversations just slowly start uh, being more personal, I guess. And we start talking about our families. We start talking about some of the struggles that we go through, uh, but. Like, I, I, for me, I at least try my best in order to keep everything, uh, how do you say, uh, Christ-minded, or like, I like try, I try my best to basically every, wrap everything up with God in, God in our conversations. And whether we be talking about our struggle with a family member, uh, we would give each other support, we would give each other help, we'd get advices. But you know, of course, like at the end of the day, like it's God it's God that's the one that does all the healing. Like 
we're only we were only the tool and the instrument to be used. But I think at the end of the day, like none of us want, like no, especially the leaders, like none of us want to go home thinking that you guys think that we're like the saviors or like we're the ones that saved you from your turmoil and stuff like that. And I don't think that Howard wants that. I don't think any of the leaders want that. Like, I think we all try our best to basically think it like it's God. God is the one that basically is leading that. And thank you. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, the thing is like, and through all the conversation, like, um, like all the way to like two in the morning, we're just talking about just a whole bunch of like random stuff, but then we all try to like basically uh, connect it with God and how He's working in our lives. And the thing is, like, even though like I get back home like at three, deep down in my heart, I'm very comforted. Like, I'm very relieved, and just the fact that I'm able to kind of let things go, just to talk about my life, with, of course without the judgment, um, but just to know that my brothers, they all care for me, and that they're really serious, uh, sincere about wanting to pray for me and wanting to talk to me more about, you know, whatever else, whatever else that's going on, so. And so for that, like, besides me being, like, very motivated to yearn, like, a deeper spiritual friendship, uh, I feel like I learned a lot from Howard, and that's because, like, when, uh, when some of the, our guys, we hang out with Howard, like whatever we be, we would be kayaking or we would be uh, driving down to go camping or something like that. Like, I like I love that how Howard cuts like basically all the unnecessary stuff out, and he just like gets straight to the point, like what matters. And you know, he Howard could talk to me about like college or I mean like basically just doing homework or basically. Uh, about sports in general, but then like Howard, he just gets to the point where he's like, "Yo, Wesley, like, how are you in your faith?" And you know, I f- you know, I think at first, like for anyone, it can be like very, uh, you're just like, "Whoa, like, like, what's your problem, dude? Why are you getting like all serious on me?" Stuff like that. But uh, <clears throat> but even just through those conversations, like this having someone, like an older person, just being bold with their conversation and what they want out of it, like it's taught me a lot to do the same thing. And yeah, and basically just whether we, whatever we talk about, we try to relate everything within our faith. And, uh, and then uh, there's this quote from uh, C.S. Lewis, uh, and he says, Quote, is any pleasure on earth as great as a circle of Christian friends by a good fire? And when I read that, like, I felt all warm inside. Because, like, I just imagine all of my friends that I talk to, and it's pretty much every, like, every time that we hang out, it's pretty much like that. <clears throat> Where, like, everything is meaningful. I mean, and the thing is, like, I share this with you guys just because I want to encourage you guys as, especially the youth, like, uh, as you guys grow up, that you guys would also just basically just like think about like the one person that you're really close to at church. And then like being straight up is like ask yourself if like are you just like a church friend or are you a brother in Christ? Like, and that's like, it's a, I think there's a complete difference between the two. Like, you know, 
a church friend, like you see him on Sunday, you say hi, you play basketball with him. That's pretty much it. Or you go, you go eat uh, tutti frutti together, and you don't see them until the next week or the next weekend. But uh, and I feel like it can, you guys can make it happen, you know. But it's just all in terms of like wanting, like basically yearning for something deeper, you know. And it's really up to you guys. This is like how much you're willing to open, how much you're willing to just um, spend your time and money into other people, you know. But uh, I think through that. I think God just shows like so much. Uh, it's just amazing to show. It's just amazing to see that God just has so many people on this earth, like specific people that can help you out with your life and your faith. So that's something uh, I wanted to share. Uh, <clears throat> the next thing I wanted to share, uh, I titled this "You're Not Better Than Them," and. Sorry. And what I mean by that is basically learning to love and understand people that aren't strong in their relationship with Christ. Um, like, I was born in a Christian family, been to church all my life, um, straight from the point, like, when I was a little kid, accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. Um, I've been nurtured by church people all the time. I've only hanged out with church people most of my life. But, uh, there are like there can be like a lot of cases, especially in college, where you might know someone that's a Christian or that goes to church, and you might see them do something bad, and you know, uh, or you see them basically live li basically live like a, a non-Christian life, you know, and and what I mean by that is like basically even stuff like just just like not reading the Bible or not going to church. Or even worse, like just doing drugs, or going, uh, drinking a lot, you know, getting drunk, stuff like that. But uh, uh, as for me, for someone that was nurtured by Christian people and that always hanged out with Christian people, uh, I felt like for me, like looking back on it, it was really easy for me to assume and judge people at that point. Just because uh, <clears throat> I just felt like for me, like nothing really... Uh, catastrophic happened for me in high school to the point where I started doubting God. Like, even though uh, there were moments where, where I was low on my faith, I still had people to help me, like, recover, help me, like, bring me back up. So, with that being said, like, uh, like I said, like, it's very easy to assume and judge people at a certain point, um, and especially when you don't know that person. Um, it's very easy to kind of, like, your own first impression about someone, but, uh, I think the question that we, we should ask ourselves is like, or the question that I ask myself at least is like, does that mean they don't live a Christian life? Um, if it's a continual thing, then you know, that's yes. Like if, if someone's not willing to like just improve, and like if they know what they're doing is wrong, if they're not willing to improve, then like it's very hard for us to think like they want to continue to build that Christian, uh, their, their life, their faith, you know? but. Even with that being said, I don't think that means that that person is not a Christian, you know? And I think we like to joke. There are times, like, we like to joke, and we see someone um, do something, and, like, we automatically say, oh, he's not a Christian. Like, what the heck is he doing there? Like, why is he putting himself in that situation? And, you know, for me, I'm like, 
like I said, in college was, uh, <clears throat> well, college was a time when I really struggled a lot. Um, and with my struggles came, of course, temptations and came distractions. And that would be people, um, uh, drinking, stuff like that. And with that came like a complete lifestyle change for me. And, and then, you know, I think for myself, I think people started to notice that, you know, uh, like uh, I, I kind of, when I went to UGA, like uh, I kind of stopped helping as much with AKMC. Like, uh, like I used to lead worship, uh, I used to help out with like just uh, being a leader here. But you know, with, with school and everything, I kind of put that all down, you know. And I kind of wanted to tell myself that you know I wanted to strive more as a Christian over there. But even so, like I said, like people started to notice. But in terms like both, although both my Christian friends and my non-Christian friends uh, noticed it, I feel like my Christian friends noticed it a little bit more. And the thing is like. Uh, just like with my like close group of guy friends like we can talk about it and stuff and like I'm willing to open up with it like open up to them about it like my problems here and there a little bit but it's kind of even like a little more weird when like you're not as close to someone and I guess they're trying to want to want to know why or they start making jokes you know like <clears throat> and this isn't like any, like this isn't to call it anyone at my church but like like I know, like our church, we love we love to make fun of UGA people, <laughs> you know. And honestly, the stuff that we joke about is, is ha- most of it's true. Like we're we're pretty bad there, but but but, um, you know, the funny thing is, like when I was here uh, in college at ASU, my my freshman and sophomore year, or whatever you want to call it now, I guess it's a university, GRU. I don't care anymore. <laughs> there are too many name changes. But when I was here, you know, I was like, wait a second. Like, I used to say those jokes too. Like, I used to laugh at those jokes too. But like, when I was put myself in the situation where, they, where other people were, I was like, dang, this doesn't feel good. <laughs> and like, I mean, just in terms of like, just, jo- like, just jokes, like, for me, like, <clears throat> sorry, like, again, like, when I was here at ASU, and we would say those kind of jokes, I would always picture someone in my mind that was struggling as a Christian, and that was there. I know, it's so bad of me, and it was a close friend of mine. And the thing is, like, that person and other people that I've known, they've all expressed to me, like, like how disheartening it is, like honestly, for them. And, uh, and for a lot of them, you know, uh, I think they had their feelings hurt. And I'm not saying this to like, have you guys feel sorry for them, but just in terms of like, uh, when I look at it myself, and like, I'm, when I look at myself, and I'm just like, dang, I used to do that same exact thing. And, 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 t- and now that I'm, I guess, with people that are struggling, and when I'm even in, th- in their situation, I kind of understand what they feel, what they go through. And, uh, you know, like I said, it was discouraging. But <clears throat> as like a struggling Christian, like it was a huge wake up call for me because like, like I said, 
I did the exact same thing to like my other brothers and sisters in Christ. And I think at that moment, like uh, God definitely just destroyed my pride. Just thinking that like deep down inside that maybe that I had a feeling that like I was better than someone. I was better than uh, a different brother, a brother or sister just because she or he or she was struggling and I wasn't. And uh, yeah, so that's why I really started to notice that that's how my life was between high school and all the way up to my second year in college where I was so oblivious and so unwilling to uh, just want, wanting to understand other people, you know? And, you know, like I said, in college for me, like, that's when I struggled the most. And and the fact that, like, you know, that's, that's one of my biggest regrets here so far, like, being in the gospel, like, just not not willing to be, not willing to understand other people, not willing to get to the soul part of it, and just being automatically judgmental and assuming things about someone when, you know, you have no clue what it is, you know? So now, like, when I see it, uh, what I learned through it is, like, whenever I see someone struggle, or whenever I see someone that's not doing, I guess, the right thing, whatever you want to call it, now it's just very hard for me to assume or judge anyone like anymore. Like, like uh, I had, I met a uh, I had a friend at UGA who transferred. He said he was a Christian. I was a Christian. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're gonna be we're gonna be Christian buddies. We're gonna like uh, we're gonna share each other's feelings with each other, and like we're gonna be just great brothers in Christ. But uh, you know, but the thing is, like, as our uh, friendship continued to grow more, but then like. Like, one time I saw him, like, just, like, going ham, partying, you know? And I feel like, eight, like four years ago, I would have automatically been, oh, this kid's fake. Like, why the hell, why the heck am I, why do I, sorry, sorry, why do I want to hang out with this kid? I'm sorry, I'm being very uh, driven by this now. <laughs> but, like, why would I want to hang out with this kid? But now, I'm just like, oh, he's just, he's a fellow brother that just struggles, that's just struggling. And then... I'm finding like I'm want I'm wanting to know like the bigger picture of it, like why is he struggling instead of like just coming up with my automatic assumption. So the thing is like through uh, just hanging out with each other, like I would just open up with him and he would open up with me, and I would kind of want to see like why he does what he does and why he struggles, you know. And I think when we do that, we start to have an actual heart and understanding for other people, and. What I mean by that is like, uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Okay, I can't think of an example. I'm sorry. I'm going to move on. But basically, like with that being said, like you find out what the real deal is. But then, like I said, if you really want to become intentional with someone, you got to go the extra step. And that for me was actually praying for that person. Um, maybe not always on the spot, but actually be keeping that person in my, pr in my prayer journals. Um, and also actually just being encouraging, like to just go up to that person and to understand what he goes through and say, 
hey man, it's okay. Like, we all struggle. Like, you just need to pick yourself back up and just keep walking, you know? And that's just something that I just hope church people would just do more often, you know? Uh, and what, remi- what I do to, for myself is there are even times where, like, I feel like I'm on, I'm on, I'm getting better at my faith. And when I start doing that, I start forgetting about other people again. Like, just because it's all about me. Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, what my deal is. Like, I don't have time for you, you know? Selfishly, that's what I thought before, you know? But uh, I continually remind myself that uh, I don't deserve God more than anyone else. Like, because we're all sinners, right? We all, no matter what we try to do, we can't, we can't not sin. And because of that, none of us really deserve, you know, God's love. But thank God, you know, like, that, that Jesus died on the cross for our sins so that basically we can just have eternal life through him, you know? And the fact that, that God has saved me, like, as Christians, isn't it our job also to basically, re- re- uh, basically relay that to other people, you know? Especially if, like, for example, if I was struggling with being an alcoholic and God saved me from that, and then I see someone else being an alcoholic, like, I think it's very easy to forget our past and the things that we've done and just look at that person and be like, oh, dang, what is he doing? Like, not even wanting, not even really caring about that person. But, you know, it's, I feel like if God specifically has taught you something about something specific like that, then it's, it should be our duty as a Christian or brother or sister in Christ to be able to help that person, you know? Like, you, like that you're, you're, you're the best person to be able to do it, like, you know, with things that you've gone through. So, yeah, just, uh, the thing I just want to say is kind of like, just always be, like, wary of, of all the people that you don't really talk to at church. And, and the thing is, like, I still struggle with this. Like, I still have a, a problem with it, but, like, I'm really, I've, but the fact that, like, throughout my years in UGA, like, I'm sad that I just figured that out, you know? And I want you guys to know that now so that whenever you find yourself in a situation where you start looking at someone and you start thinking about that person or judging them and assuming things about them, you know, we as Christians can be better than that. You know, we can be bigger than that. So... Yeah, just always be wary of the people that you're around, especially around church. So, um, how much time do I have? 12.15. Three minutes. Okay, all right, I got two more things, two more small things. But, uh, um, there are also certain times when I was here that I felt like I depended on people, on the people, more so rather than God. And what I mean by that is, like, uh, like uh, when I was in Athens and when I was at UGA, um, I actually went to a church in Atlanta called JCA. And me and my friend Alan Eckert, I'm sure you all know him, we used to drive an hour and a half to go to this church every Sunday. Like, we would leave Friday, and then we would come back to Athens on Sunday. And, you know, like, just because, like, I wasn't... I felt like I was struggling, 
and I wasn't, I feel like I wasn't really, really um, wanting to put the effort into finding something within Athens. Because like, when I went, when I, when I got to UJ, I already had the assumption in my mind that UJ is a party school, that they do this, blah, 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 and like, I wanted no part of it. So I started going to JCA. But the thing is like, I started just kind of questioning myself and like, why I was going like an hour and a half away for a church. And I started to question, am I really going for the church or am I really just going for the people? And this took me a while to realize, but uh, I think I really was going for the people. And just because, uh, you know, just to be around like other, uh, like, uh, I guess, another church that you feel like is doing really well, um, just in terms of community and just in terms of uh, their faith. You know, I think for me, it was very easy for me to just find comfort in people and not, and not wanting to com find comfort in God, if that makes sense. Like, I would go there, express my feelings, give, uh, share with them uh, my struggles, but then I don't think I ever like related back to God, and that's partially my fault to think that that I ne that I didn't really like uh, connect it with God at all, and I found that found that to be a really big problem in my life, and and then I and then after that I started thinking about like why why am I in Athens, you know, like I think um, for me at least I like try, I think of it as. Like my life is all planned out by God, and whatever that is that I go through, it's there for a reason, and it's there for, a re it's, and it's there for something, uh, it's there for me to learn something about myself. And so I thought about it. I was like, yo, okay. Um, so I like made the decision not to go back, you know, and I try to f figure out like for myself, just like, you know. I'm sure God has a bigger plan for this, you know, or for why I'm here. And honestly, like, my, my, my faith wasn't all that great within all, uh, the years I was at UGA, but I learned so much. Like, I learned so much about myself. Uh, I learned so much of what it meant to be, like, just on the other side of the fence of church. You know, like, I feel like a lot of times, like, people that really struggle a lot, you know, they're really ashamed to come to church, you know, because they don't want to pour out their sins. They don't want to tell anyone that they're failing. And I feel like that's one side of the fence. And inside the fence is usually the people that are content with, uh, with who they are, content with their faith. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's just one thing. Um, I just found myself depending on people rather than God. And that's something I had to fix. And then... Uh, the last thing I do want to share is that, uh, like, like I said, just through my life, God was able to provide so much wisdom for me in the places that I least expected. And I'm going to read to you a Bible verse, uh, Ephesians 3.20, and this is the Living Bible Translation. And <clears throat> what it says is, Now glory be to God, who by his mighty power at work within us is able to do far more than we would ever dare to ask or even dream of infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or hopes. So this verse is basically saying like, you're never gonna know what God's gonna do in your life. Like, 
I mean, he's gonna, he's gonna. Of course, God is gonna basically. Um, how do you say? It? Bless your life. I don't know. But basically, God's gonna be with you, you know. But and he's gonna support you and help you, but just not in the ways that we would think, you know. And I think it's very easy for us to be very uh, close-minded. Um, it's very easy for us to just quit at that moment and say, God's not helping me. God's not with me. Why am I even bothering doing this? But what I learned is just by fighting the good fight and just continually pursuing God, he'll show you things, just not the ones. He, I, for me specifically, he just, he just showed me things. Uh, he basically answered prayers that I probably wouldn't ask later on in my life, but he's but he was like, yo, this is time. This is the time for you to learn something about yourself at this point in your life. Does that make sense? So, uh, yeah. So that's what I wanted to share. Um, so, uh, I again, I just want to challenge people to just, like I said from the beginning, like uh, especially with uh, being intentional with someone, like just think of someone that you are close to at church, and then just think about like just pray about it. Like think about like wanting to. Um, actually like wanting to be like a brother or sister in Christ like just forming like a like a really nice uh, close group that you can share your feelings with and about your faith you know make it happen make it grow like don't just talk about it don't be don't be shy you know, you know if, we're, if we're like if everyone all five of us are shy no one's gonna do anything and you know that's gonna suck and then the other thing was always be wary of the people that you are at church um, just just in terms of what you say, uh, in terms of um, the way you go about your business, you know, around them and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, that's just what I really wanted to share. And thank you very much.